When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod, on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we are under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so we'll give A to Z Sports a follow across all social media platforms. This is episode number 68. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to feel it in my loins a little bit. We're getting close. We're getting real close. This is the Kevin Mawai of Sodes, a great Sode, dare I say. The Kevin Mawai, uh, you, know, you know, just a pro football Hall of Famer, eight-time pro bowler. Two of those came with the Titans, uh, and he was the president of the NFLPA, not to brag, uh, and I, I – Dare I say he probably wouldn't have been named president had he not have spent those years with the Titans. That's just how great he was. Uh, it could also be the Byron Sting, Sting, Stingley of Sodes. Let's but keep it Mawai. Let's keep that. Let's keep it Mawai. <laughs> In fact, this, let's let that should be the slogan for this episode. Let's just keep it Mawai. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep this whole thing Mawai. Uh, today on the the podcast, we're going to be talking about Tom Brady. Taking subtle digs at the Titans? What? Some people are saying, and some people are not saying. Cough, Jack. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll have a little little back and forth. Uh, we'll we'll make our points be heard. Also, Will Bowling, 104.5 The Zone joins us. Uh, you you probably, you've heard him on the air. You've heard, you've seen his digital work. He's doing great things at that station, and it's, it's awesome to see. Uh, an A to Z sports partner, I should say. I think that did that all go down while I was gone. I think that all went down officially while I was gone. Yeah, I, th- I think it came to a conclusion, I, maybe the week that you stepped out and had to start this move. So my official comments on the A to Z Sports 104.5 The Zone merger, it, badass. It's awesome. Okay. So it's it's literally two of my favorite media companies in Milton Tennessee joining forces. The strong gets stronger, and all you other little weak ass bitches better be scared because we're coming for you. Okay, this is an nice. empire that we're building. Uh, and uh, and and then also on the podcast, this is an annual episode for us. It's arguably some tuppers out there are saying this is the most important sode of the season because well, this is the sode. Oh, the, go ahead. All, all the Titans fans right now, they're sitting there holding, they're saying, what could it possibly be? Nothing's happened in the last seven days. Well, that's right. Sure. You're right about that. There, there hasn't exactly been anything right. happening. Which is one of the reasons why we chose this so to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sode where Jack and I give you the greatest podcast content you could possibly imagine. You may have heard content similar on various sports talk radio shows, but we decided, no. Let's take that off of mainstream radio. Let's take that off terrestrial radio. Let's bring it to the podcast space. We are going to give you the content of all content, the absolute fire. Jack and I are going to break down the Titan schedule game by game. And we will tell you if we think they will win or they will lose each 
game. Game by game. Game by game. Let's go. It is. It's going to be great. You guys are not going to regret listening to this episode of the podcast. I can assure you that. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's get a word first from Smash Pest Control. Got a question for you guys. Do you have menacing bugs in and around your home? I'll tell you what you need. You need to contact Smash Pest Control, the best pest control service in Middle Tennessee. Best and pest rhyme. It's only, it's a it's a fitting marriage right now. Not only will they take care of your mosquito problems, they will also offer crawl space control and are fully equipped to rid your home of termites and bed bugs. Nobody wants bed bugs. Are you kidding me? That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. I, I want to sleep soundly. Well, you can't do if you contact Smash Pest Control. Anything in or around your house, trust Smash Pests to take care of. Smash Pest Control hangs their hat on the Smash Guarantee. You're probably sitting there like, what the hell is the Smash Guarantee? Well, if they don't smash your pest control problems, the service is free. That rhymes. Smash Guarantee. They don't smash your pest control problems. Service is free. Right now, you can get your initial pest control service started by mentioning A to Z for just $79. That's cheap. These guys do amazing work all over the mid-state. Make sure to check them out, smashpest.com, where you will find the many services Smash provides, along with their excellent customer reviews, kind of like this podcast. So, you know, we, you know, things that are reviewed well like to stick, hang out together, which is why we like Smash Pest Control. All right. Need help with your pest problems? Give Smash Pest Control a call. Write this number down 615 581 74 Seven three again six one five five eight one seven four seven three and make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 21st, 2021. Oh, damn it. No, uh, no, we're recording this on June 21st, 2021. Uh, today is actually June 23rd, 2021. So if you're wondering why we don't talk, of, like if, if big news, Titans news drops, if we get a Titans Tuesday news dump or even a Titans Wednesday news dump and you're wondering like, why didn't the Tuppers cover in this week's podcast? It's because we recorded this podcast a couple of days early. All right, cut us some slack, okay? Just just bear with us this week. We'll cover whatever the big, you know, if um if freaking uh 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 Janoris Jenkins gets arrested for another, streaking outside of uh, another dead bodies found in one of his homes, <laughs> his brother's home, his brother's home. All right. <laughs> Let's be let's be right about that. It wasn't Janoris's home. It was his brother. Or no, no, wait, no, no. It actually was his. It was his, it was his brother who. It was killed. his brother who who was responsible for the dead body. Okay, okay. Right. yeah. I think right. that's so, how that played out. If any more dead bodies are found in Janoris Jenkins' homes, or if he's caught streaking outside of Kid Rock's bar on Lower Broad, either like if anything happens and you're like, why aren't the Titan Up Podcast guys covering it? It's because we recorded this two days early and we didn't know mm -hmm. about it, but. One thing we did know about Tom Brady, ever heard of him? 
he may or may not have taken subtle shots at the Titans, Jack. And yeah, I know. We need to get into this because I personally think he did. You don't think he did. You think he, he was he was referencing something else. But so Tom Brady, I don't know why people. Uh, if if this guy didn't win six Super Bowls, no one would think he's as cool as he is because he's he's really not that cool. If you follow him on social media, you know what I'm talking about. He's kind of a dweeb. But because he's won six Super Bowls, he's put in this echelon of like, oh, he's and he he's he, allowed to be a dweeb. He's married to Giselle Bunchen. You know, he's in this he's in a higher tax bracket than any of us will ever reach in our lifetimes. People are like, oh, he's cool. So he goes on this this uh, the barber was the barbershop show on uh, HBO. It, it's, yeah, it's called the shop. It's LeBron's show. Uh, LeBron wasn't there, but Kid Cudi was there. Chelsea Handler Which, was there. Love me some Kid Cudi. Um, Completely hate me some Chelsea Handler. Yeah, so I don't know how this is. I, I and I hate Tom Brady. But and who else? There was a uh, oh Draymond Green is also Draymond was there. He was doing he was doing LeBron's part where he kind of drives the conversation. Um, but. But yeah, you know, it, it was interesting because Brady. Uh, I haven't seen the full episode. Full disclosure. So um, no, but there, but we do we do have a, a clip from context. the we do have a clip from the uh, the preview the 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 trailer dropped I guess, and there's a there's a clip of Tom Brady saying it. Let, let's go ahead and play that that preview right now. One of the teams and they weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking you're sticking with that mother. <laughs> so you hear Tom Brady say right there. He's talking about his free agency and he basically says like these mother effers or, or no, 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 no. He says he got, he's like, he's, he's basically upset that they did not like a, a team overlooked him in free agency. And he was like, these losers are going with this mother effer. Mm -hmm. And, but nobody knows who, who the mother. It's a mystery is. team. It's completely a mystery right now, but he there's a lot say. of, there's a lot of people online making assumptions. And I mean, you hear a lot of chatter, um, and I, I doubt he look, I doubt he actually says it in the episode. I'm no, sure he's no, very no, vague no. in the episode as well. Yeah, yeah, if he said that, that would have been the leading story um, and not just the quote. But um, you get Tom Brady tequila drunk, you never know what happens. So uh, that's true. Yeah. But but so so the teams that are being rumored, the Titans. So at the time of Tom Brady's free agency, year before last, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel, his buddy, John Robinson worked with him and, and was responsible for a couple of deals getting done with Brady um, while he wasn't the acting GM, he, he was, he was up there in the front office there. They have a relationship. Um, and, and so it's reasonable to believe, you know, Brady, Brady had thought, well, you know, the Titans that season, this is why I don't think it was directed at the Titans that season. Ryan Tannehill um, was a comeback player of the year, had an excellent season. Well, actually led the Titans past the Patriots in the playoffs and all the way up to the AFC championship game, ending Brady's time in new, new, uh, new England. Not so, to brag. So for him to, you know, in the way he said it, you could hear it. He's like, that guy? Um, I, I don't think that Tannehill is, is that guy. Uh, because, you, you know, you yeah, think he, just he has a little more respect for him because yes, he, he exactly. knocked him out of the playoffs. And, okay. and yeah, exactly. He just walked up in New England, and, and granted, it was mostly Derrick Henry and Logan Ryan uh, put, put a stamp on it, but uh, the defense really held up in that game. Tannehill wasn't outstanding, but at the same time, Brady had seen all season where – no, Tannehill wasn't the player that everyone thought he was uh, coming into Tennessee. And so that's why I don't think he's that guying Tannehill. I, I think he's that guying a couple of quarterbacks, one in particular that um, are much more unproven than Tannehill, much younger, um, much worse at the quarterback position. 
Uh, you know, I, I look directly out west to San Francisco and Jimmy G. I think he could be that guy in Jimmy G. He's like, that guy? Like, I saw him with my own eyes in New England, and you want that guy? You want to give that guy another shot? Um, so, so that's no, that's that's suspect number one for me is, is Sam Okay. Fran. All right. Suspect number two, the Chicago Bears. At this uh, time, you know, you know, the Bears had recently had a had a not a playoff run, but had an excellent season. The defense looked um incredible, best defense in football. It was their offense and and, and their kicker, um, former Titan Cody Parkey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wherever he's at right now, hopefully. Yeah, rest his rest his soul. Yeah. So uh, he's um, not dead. I just, I just hope he's resting. Somewhere. He's just not a Titan, so he might as well be. Yeah. Um, but so, <laughs> So, you know, I think that Chicago, there would have been some interest there. Cold City, you know, it's it's tough to play quarterback up there, but Brady's got experience doing it. Um, and Mitch Trubisky is is that guy in a lot of conversations about terrible quarterback. Look, and Mitch Trubisky is that guy. Like, people are saying that guy. Like, everyone uses Mitch Trubisky as their that guy. So mm-hmm. that is why also Tom Brady could have been using him as his that guy. Yeah, those are my top two suspects. I mean, you, you can look at Oakland and say Derek Carr him over me yeah right uh and yeah we know Brady, Las Vegas yeah. now I guess right Brady wanted to play somewhere warm so Vegas could have been one of those spots mm-hmm. uh here's a name here's a name Drew Locke Drew Locke my 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 beloved Drew Locke uh from the University of Missouri he uh uh that so that was a name that was thrown into the pro football talk um did, did a dropped a poll of who is the mother effer to whom Tom Brady was referring to? Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Mitch Trubisky, and Drew Locke. Okay. See, I haven't read that, but I got I went three for four there. Fifty-five percent of the vote went to who do you think? Drew Locke. Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. Drew Locke. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Oh, you, see, I yeah, just you nailed it. You nailed it, at least according to public opinion. A lot of people are thinking Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. 23.4% of the vote went to Ryan Tannehill. Mitch Trubisky. But 12.4% of the vote went to Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yes. And 9.2% right. went to Ryan Tannehill. So not a lot of people thinking what I'm thinking, but. I, and here's my argument, okay? I think he's 100%. I, I, I dare I say 1,000%. Definitely more than 9.2% think that he is referring to Ryan Tannehill. So you got to think. Let's take it back, okay? The wee early days of the Tighten Up podcast. Jack was very young. Didn't even have a mustache yet. Right, I didn't 20 even pounds have, I didn't, lighter. I didn't have a beard at that point. This was pre-COVID. This is pre everything. Was it? Yeah. It, yeah. It was over, yeah. It was over a year ago. Yeah. Did we start this podcast like right before COVID hit? We started it in March of that year that COVID hit. Yeah. 20. No, we started. No, we started a year after. No, did have we been doing this? Po- we haven't done this. No, we've been doing this podcast for a year. Yeah. A little over a year. Cause we're 50 some or 60 some episodes. Yeah. Yeah. One a week. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Sorry. Sorry. We just had to figure that out real quick. Sorry that you had to see that. The so Jack and I just started this podcast and we were actually had that debate in very early episodes. I don't know if you remember this, Jack, but we had the Tom Brady discussion. Where do we stand? Do we want tights to sign Tom Brady? Or do we think Ryan Tannehill can get the job done? Man, I I don't even remember what side of the fence I was on for that. 
it tore the fan base apart. It was, it nearly tore this podcast apart. This podcast nearly got torn apart before it even got started. Yeah, I, ha- I had to have been on the bring t- Tom Brady to Tennessee. I had to. That, that's that's a totally me take. It was your uh, oh, uh, one of your my, one of your favorite takes that you've ever given. Uh, Rum Springer. It was your Rum Springer. Ah, take. it was my Rum Springer. Your take. Amish Rum Springer. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was beautiful. It was like a you painted a beautiful picture. Tom Brady's uh, free agency was like Rum Springer. He just bring, wanted to test yes, the waters. And- exactly, and that was great. Uh, Tom Brady's looking for a team. And he wants to go somewhere cool. He wants to, and and there was that day where the him and Giselle were looking at schools, and people thought they were at NBA looking at schools, mm-hmm. you know. And that the internet was ablaze that day. That was a fun day on the internet. NBA. Let's talk about those kids. Not great sources. Just ask Paul Kaharski. NBA. Oh, NBA will freaking rat you out if you're mm-hmm. a if you're a six time Super Bowl winning quarterback or uh, a couple of uh, COVID inflicted NFL players. NBA will rat you out for being on their school property. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's boys, Mama Boy Academy, right? Mama's Boy Academy, that's what they call it. Yeah, we should have uh, asked Will Bowling about that, but uh, you know, he's a BA guy, so he probably, yeah, he probably hates him a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so the Tom Brady was pissed off because the the Titans ended his tenure in New England, basically. And we kind of saw the handwriting on the wall, we knew he wasn't coming back to New England, but like he ended his run in the first round of the playoffs and people were talking. Everyone was saying Tom Brady's done. Patriots dynasty's done. Tom Brady's going to retire, blah, blah, blah. And then he drops that picture uh, on Super Bowl week, which turned out to be like a Hulu ad or something. But everyone was like, Oh, is he going to leave? Is he going to leave Tom Brady? Look, he takes, he keeps receipts and he remembers things and he gets pissed off. Tom Brady holds a grudge. He holds grudges. Ryan Tannehill a guy who he destroyed in the AFC East for years, eight years to be exact. It, it all of a sudden goes to Tennessee and has success. And he, but he still sees Ryan, uh, Fitz, uh, Ryan Tannehill the way everyone else sees Ryan Tannehill as that Miami Dolphins quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this guy isn't even that good. How's he having success in Tennessee? Then he beats him. And then all of a sudden, the, and then not only does he beat him, but the Titans say, thanks, but no thanks, Tom Brady. We're going to take our chances with Ryan Tannehill. That pisses Tom Brady off even more, which probably, dare I say, if the Titans never stuck with Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady never wins that Super Bowl in Tampa because I think John Robinson choosing Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Here's a take quake for you, all right? A take avalanche. I'm ready. Tom Brady wins that Super Bowl based off of the fire that he had inside of of John Robinson choosing Ryan Tannehill over him. He was so pissed off that he's like, I'm going to win the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Yeah, okay. think about that. Well, look, it's not it's not that out of, out of uh, that far out of the realm of possibility. So you think you think Brady said this about Tannehill in kind of a jealous rage? Yes, and I think he I think he was pissed off, and he was like, "That dude, like I, I freaking saw this dude for for eight years in the AFC East. I used to kick his ass. That they actually didn't kick his ass. The 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 Patriots tended to struggle with Miami. Uh, yeah." They would go, they would like split every series with them. But Jay Cutler beat him in Miami. That's true. That's true. People forget. You can't never forget that. <laughs> so Jay, so, so uh, I, I think, yes, 1000% Tom Brady was referring to Ryan Tannehill, which if I'm the Titans, freaking put that thing on a billboard, put that plaster it on every bulletin board you have in the building, in the newly renovated building, put it everywhere. Yeah, he oh Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, thinks Ryan Tannehill is not the greatest of all time. 
hashtag flame emojis. All right, let's freaking get this, like use it, use it as fuel because it, that's a, that's blatant disrespect in my opinion. And I, and I think a thousand percent Tom Brady was, he was, he was frustrated that a team like Tennessee in a city as cool as Nashville would have the audacity to go Ryan Tannehill over Tom open mouth kisses, his son, Brady. Not bad. That's a good rant. And hey, look, uh, to your point, you know, in this game where the Titans did end Brady's tenure in New England, Ryan Tannehill wasn't all that impressive. Eight for 15, 72 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, Nothing there, you know, up close and personal with Brady, you know. It's not like he out-dueled Tom Brady. The Titans were the better team. Yeah, and in Ryan Tannehill's defense in that game, did not throw any pick sixes. Uh, I'll have to check the stats, but I um, maybe – Tom Brady might. Oh, yep. Yeah. Tom Brady it did. Checks out. Yeah. Logan. Yeah. Through a pick six. Logan Ryan, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Greatest of all time, my ass. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it, it very well could be Ryan Channel. Number one, we're never going to know. So this is this is just um uh, you know a, a fun off season discussion. We to might have, know but- if we could get a few more drinks in Tom Brady, we might know. I like if I'm the producers of the the shop, I'm kicking myself right now, thinking, why didn't we get a few more vodka waters in Tom Brady? Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'd like a bachelorette, like three drink limit. You can't drink any more than three. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea Handler was drinking all of Tom's drinks. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put it past her. So anyway, that's, it's all speculation and literally look, and these are the kind of segments you're going to get in the off season when nothing really matters. Like, like who cares? Even if Tom Brady's talking about Ryan Daniel, so what? And like, it doesn't matter, but that's look, it's the off season and we are literally fishing for content. And if Tom Brady, the greatest of all time is going to take a shot at our guy, you best believe we're going to freaking yeah. get our guys I'm, back. I'm just surprised he would say this after winning a Super Bowl. You know, this kind of comes off as jealous. Um, Tom Brady's, like, he's, and, feeling, and, 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 he's no, feeling himself right now. Tom yeah. Brady is feeling himself right now. And you could sense that since they won that Super Bowl, he is like, he's like a new, new man. He knows he's going to go down as the greatest of all time. And he knows like, he's just, Oh, he's living it up. And it's, it's actually kind of annoying because I, I, I don't know. I, I hate Tom Brady. I legitimately hate him. So what this thing definitely means, though, is that Tampa was not his first choice. This team that he's talking about sounds a lot like it was his first choice. Yep. So uh, hey, I don't know. And would, is the GOAT, is you. the greatest of all time, wanting to play in Tennessee? He's like, look, I one, one GOAT would want to play with another GOAT. Eric Henry. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. And a lot right. of uh, a lot of really talented people have finished their career in Tennessee on a high note, like Randy Moss, Randy Moss Crumpler, Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson. <laughs> yeah, people forget. Oh man, I'm depressed. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah, he, well, he's only list. 32, which is good. So right, and he finished his career though. I'd love to see him finish as a Titan. maybe. You know what? Maybe. Okay, to the Titans' point. Did he make these comments after they, they brought in Julio Jones? Because if they did, then he's like, man, if they had all this there when I was making my decision. Oh, hmm. and this is another thing that I, another real quick Tom Brady rant. And I'm glad you brought this up because yeah, the talent, the talent topic. People, let us not forget, okay? People want to, and I had this discussion with a friend of mine today. People like to say like, oh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady went to Tampa and turned them into Super Bowl contenders. 
he he elevated that team into into freaking just uh, uh, one of the greatest teams of all time. Let's let's be real, real quick, okay? The year before Tom Brady got to Tampa Bay, all right, and and I know if Zach Bingham's listening to this podcast, he he's probably he'll probably fact check me a million times on this right now. But but this is actually credit to Tampa Bay. I'm not knocking Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had one of the best offenses in the NFL the year before Tom Brady got there with Jameis Winston under center, 30 touchdown, 30 interception, Jameis Winston. They had the number one ranked passing offense in, in the NFL. I think the number five rushing offense and overall like the number three offense in the NFL. They had Chris Godwin. They had Mike Evans. They had a load, a wealth of talent on the offensive side. OJ Howard and Cameron Brait were actually serviceable tight ends at the time. Yeah, exactly. So you had offensive weapons. Then Tom Brady joins. Then, then, uh, um, freaking Rob Gronkowski out of retirement. Mm -hmm. Then Leonard Fournette joins. Then Antonio Brown joins. He took what was already one of the top offenses in the league added more weapons to them and everyone's saying, Oh, Tom Brady is the reason that team was so good. No, that team was so good. And they added Tom Brady. People want to clown on LeBron James for joining super teams. Why the hell are we not doing the same for Tom Brady? Tom Brady literally left one super team in new England and said, I'm going South to another super team. The only thing, the only difference between Tom Brady going to Tampa and LeBron James going to Miami was Tom Brady didn't say, I'm taking my talents to Tampa. I, you know, if anything, he did much worse by calling it Tampa Bay, but that's another topic for another discussion. I like, or for another day, I like that is, I, I just, I, I, I hate how Tom Brady just skates by, by the NFL media. No one ever talks about how the fact that he joined an already um, like world beater offense, a world beater offense, and nobody's nobody's saying a damn lick about it. I'm sorry. It's I, okay. It just, so fired up. No, it's okay because we can move forward into the uh, the record predictions now with uh with nothing on our chests. And I and you know to 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 kind of solidify what you just said, would Ryan Tannehill have won a Super Bowl as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Probably. You could make a case. <laughs> would. <laughs> Would Tom Brady have elevated the Titans? Maybe past Baltimore, but was that a Super Bowl winning team? Was he a part of a team that could really win a Super Bowl? Um, a hobbled Corey Davis, a hobbled AJ Brown, a brutal defense. I, I don't, I don't think at Tom Brady's old age he he had the potential to carry that Titans team to the promised land. Um, and you know, when you're 43 years old, oh, you may need a little help. I'm not going to knock him for bringing in help. But I I, th- I, look, I I don't think it's that far. Um, I I, I just that, that I, out of I this world to believe that Tannehill could have done the, the similar the things. The, the non-educated football fans will come in and say, "Oh, well, Tom Brady he won so many rings in New England, and then he goes to Tampa and wins in his first year in Tampa. Tom Brady must be the reason they won all the Super Bowls." No, it's not. It's not like let's let's give credit to Tampa Bay's front office for putting together a freaking badass team and getting a game from the playoffs with Jameis Winston losing in week 17, a, a loss in week 17. They would have been in the playoffs the year before. Like they, they, that was already a decent team. That was a good team that only got better, added more pieces. And then, and then also Tom Brady. So like it, it anyway, uh, bef- before we are, are we going to will bowling or are we going to do our predictions right now? 
We're going to get to Will Bowling. We'll have predictions okay. after Will Bowling. Before we get to Will Bowling, I just want to say this. The Titans uh, <laughs> Titans uh, news, that they say that the renovations could prevent fans from attending training camp. Just tell us you don't want us there. Yeah, file this one under. File this one under. Sure. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. No, let's be real. The Titans don't want fans. I mean, other than the dollars that they could. But tight is isn't training camp free anyway? Yeah, it's not like you can buy hot dogs and beer. Yeah, it's true. So it's not like they're making any money. They they don't want fans at the at their practices. The players don't want fans at their practices. They want to just practice, keep things under wraps. Like. Uh, like, I get it. And and honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with no fans. First year offensive coordinator. You got Shane Bowen in a make or break year for him, likely. Uh, yeah. Let's keep and it quiet. A, let's let them figure it out. As a company guy, as an A to Z sports company guy. Through Good for through, digital content. Look, that, that means fans are going to have to go to a, follow A to Z sports on all the socials to get that training camp content. And I'll, I'll say this. No one puts out better training camp practice content if that's your thing, it's, it's not really for me, but if, if that's your thing, which I, I know it is for a lot of people, A to Z sports does it better than anyone. So you need to be following A to Z sports. It is a great, and look, you're not going to be able to go to training camp because of quote unquote renovations, which are almost done anyway. <laughs> like the Titans are just like, yeah, we just don't want fans at, at, at practice this year. So um, Austin, do you know who does want fans at their facilities? Um, hmm, Let me think. Maybe Mill Creek Brewing Company? Mill Creek Brewing Company, located at 2008B Johnson Industrial Boulevard in Nolensville, Tennessee. One of the coolest tap rooms in Middle Tennessee with over 20 unique Mill Creek beers on tap. They have a phenomenal patio seating as well as a massive indoor seating section available if you're looking to enjoy one of their unique beers, a Little Darling, Juicy Dave's, or a premium light lager. Those are fun. Those are all three very good options. Summer beers, things you'd like to drink out on a patio or in front of a TV watching your favorite team. Nobody throws a, a party like Mill Creek Brewing Company. You can check them out online at millcreekbrewingco.com to check out some upcoming events such as Trivia Night on Thursdays and live performances out at the brewery. And when you head out to Mill Creek, because I know you will, make sure to tell them that the Tighten Up Podcast is With all that said, let's get to... We're joined now by a guy who you probably just hear all the time. You tune into 104.5 The Zone, and it doesn't matter what day part you're listening. It doesn't matter uh, what piece of 104.5 The Zone content you're consuming online or on the radio. You will hear this guy. He's digital host, uh, digital guy slash host for 104.5 The Zone. Uh, also does some play-by-play stuff for uh, SEC Network and a little ESPN Plus action, which we will, I'm, I guarantee we will get into with him. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Will underscore bowling. It's B-O-L-I-N-G. You guys need to follow my guy because he's literally, literally, he's taken, I'll say this because as a former employee, I can say this, he's taken the zone to new heights. Taken single-handedly taking the zone to new heights. And I'm not just saying that because I found out that he grew up in the same neighborhood as both myself and Austin Stanley growing up. Shout out Chenoweth in the Brent hood, <laughs> Brentwood, right. Tennessee. Let's go. That's he right. is Will Bowling. Will, dude, how are you, man? 
I'm great. Hey, I, I really appreciate it, man. I was chilling with guys, man. We got to stick together. Got to so. stick together, right? <laughs> Three seven zero two seven has has got to stay together for sure. Three, seven, oh, two, <laughs> it's seven, it, that's it's right. tough times down there in Brentwood, so we just, wait. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> and this is probably the worst first question I could ask for this podcast because no one cares but me. But where in Chenoweth did you live? Like, so I was uh, Ashford Place. Ashford Place. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I was Hidden Oak Drive. I was Hidden okay. Oak Drive. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, and I, then uh, Austin Stanley was uh, I, uh, the one that's connected off Hidden Oak Drive. It, I, I can't remember yeah. the name of the street, but yeah. that's. I would still go and corner. run those neighborhoods a lot because I lived in Foxborough when I moved back. Like our family moved away for a year. We moved back and we're like, oh, let's just move to the neighborhood literally like next to the neighborhood we were in. So yeah. I would still run on all those, all those streets, a lot of good Hills. Yeah. Ch- yeah. You're like, no doubt you're about just it. running and you're like, just, just reminiscing about your childhood. Right. But, you know, that was <laughs> which was like two years before. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, okay. I'm glad you brought up running because you ran track at, at, at Tennessee, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. What I got to ask, what events did you run? So I never actually ran a track race while okay. in my like year and a half at Tennessee. I, I competed in cross country, but redshirted my freshman year in track. Basically, injuries forced me, long story short, to to call it quits after a year okay. and a half. But I was going to be a 5K, 10K guy. Okay, so you were the race, the better I was. Runner, basically. Yep. Okay. All right. Because so I was my 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 next question was we we actually had your your coworker Ramon Foster on the podcast. Yes. And he is he is known as the slowest player in Madden. <laughs> That's right. So I was going to ask you if you felt like you could, do you think you could beat Ramon Foster in a race? Uh, depends on the, yes. I, I was going to say depends on the distance, but I'll say yes. I, I absolutely <laughs> feels pretty confident. He, said, he goes, he was like starting to be like real politically correct about it. He's like, well, it depends on. Yes. Yeah. No, without question. I, I was not a good dude. sprinter though, is the thing. Like I, so my, my like mile time was pretty close to my best 400, just four times. Like I was just so like much an endurance guy. My legs were so long. Like I was literally in high school. I was six, one, like one twenty five when I graduated at you at, at BA and legitimately like had no like strength or I could just keep running at a sprint. Yeah. But like, if I was anything below a mile, like I was horrible. Uh, but I, I think I could take remote. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. You, Good. So, so you were a speed higher at 104.5 then. Yes. <laughs> you had to boost their stats up because they're like, right. well, we got Ramon. And it's like, damn, like he, he brings down our average speed so slow. It's we like need uh, to get Will Bowling in here to just at very least like, yeah, sure. Like, oh, he's great with the digital stuff. Oh, he's right. great. He's great on the air. Uh, we need we need Will Bowling really for a speed, though. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like in the office when they do the group weigh-ins. I think I was just hired to bring like the group weigh-in down because I'm so <laughs> below average that I mean right. e- even now I've gained 50 pounds since I stopped running in college and I still now I look like a below average human. Like I looked malnourished and like now I'm just now starting to look like an actual adult male for the I first time in my life. I wish I could gain 50 pounds and look like you. Oh, I, hey. Like I wish Be I careful could gain what you 10 wish pounds for. and look Come like on. you telling you it's it, it, it's it's been a transformation and a half but we're making it so will you've told us you know the neighborhood pool you went to and, and everything and how Chinawith <laughs> and Brentwood which I lived in Brentwood for most of high school um I never knew it was such a honey hole for you know sports digital media here in Nashville I've <laughs> uh, come is to where find the out talent was born that's right Chinawith was the was the birthplace of talent in Brentwood so will tell me how you got from 
tennis camp at, at Chinawith. Chinawith. I, th- I don't even know how to <laughs> say it. No, you're right. saying it right. It's it's a th on the end. Tell me how you got from there to 1045. What 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 happened in between? We know you went to Tennessee, but how, how what was your journey like? Yeah, so it it really started out. I started doing uh, color commentary for Brentwood Academy football when I was a freshman at BA. Uh, so my brother, who, uh, of course, is a you know great broadcaster, does work for Nashville SC, was in TV in Knoxville. Um, starting my sophomore year, he did play-by-play, and I did color. Um, so this was Jalen Ramsey's senior year, oh. uh, Derek Barnett's junior year. Mm-hmm. This was oh. C.J. Sanders was on that team. Yeah, Dawson so just Knox. A little bit of, just a little bit of talent on that right. team. Right. Dawson Knox was still a quarterback yeah. uh, on that team. Uh, uh, one of my good buddies from, from the class of 2015 at B.A., but – Really started doing that and, uh, you know, just kind of got the itch for broadcasting really early. And, and Wes and I, when I was even five years old, we would mute the TV and Wes would do play-by-play and I would do color. Um, so it started there. We always said, like, hey, we're going to do this, like, legit sometime. And, and we did when I was in high school. Uh, so then from there, I started riding at Rocky Top Insider when I was at UT. And uh, someone at the zone was, was reading my stories and said, hey, would you want to come intern you know, at the zone over the summer, we like your work. I was like, yeah, you know, sure. So that, that kind of turned into doing a radio show on Wednesday nights. And I was still at UT and, uh, you know, BA football led to doing uh, Alcoa football when I was in Knoxville, which of course is, I, don't, I still don't think they've like, since I've left there, they still, I think have lost only to Maryville. Is it the green uh, machine? Is that what they call them? No. Uh, Alcoa is the tornadoes. Alcoa is the tornado. Who is the green? Is it, no, that's the green wave, the Gallatin green wave. Yeah, you got right. the Green Devils of Greenville out there. They're pretty yeah. good too in five A. But, um, but yeah, that really that that kind of started that. And then the biggest thing for me was uh, was working with the Tennessee Smokies and uh, getting to do a season of minor league ball, being the number two uh, up there in Knoxville. You know, y- you learn how to be an SID. You learn how to be a board op. You learn how to call games. You learn how to do color. You learn how to do pre and post game. You learn how to sell doing minor league baseball. Um, I quickly learned, you know, I, I couldn't do this full time because it's literally 80 hour weeks for like below minimum wage that you're doing this for in, in double a baseball. But gosh, I, I look back on that summer. It was the most fun summer I ever had. Um, and without that, you know, I wouldn't be where I am, where I am now, you know, right out of college, been able to, to come to the zone where I've been listening since I was like, again, five years old, muting the TV. I mean, it's uh, the, Radio's always been on the zone in our family. It's a it's a blessing and a dream come true to get to work there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's How stuff. much older is your brother than you? So he's twelve years older. Uh, okay. So yeah, he just turned thirty six, and then I'll be twenty four a month. Yeah. How awesome was that getting to call games with him? It was I crazy. Was growing, up I mean, he would like <laughs> he would not hold back like mid game. Like we'd go to commercial, and be like, hey, like you know, you, you can't be like you know, saying stuff like that. Like I'm like making jokes and stuff. Cause like, Oh, yeah. like that's my buddy in math class who made a catch. And Wes is like, Hey, chill, like whatever. Like, but like mm-hmm. I was making spot boards as like a 15 year old. Yeah. So like, I, it's, it's incredible that the teaching he gave me. And I, I always, when I talk to students that are still trying to do this and, and work their way up, it's like, yeah, reps are good, but get the right reps. Like right. get somebody that's going to be honest with you and be like, Hey, that sucked. Like do this instead. Yeah. Uh, and we had so many mercy rule games at BA where he would give me play by play for the fourth quarter. And then <laughs> I really, you know, get to mess up with nobody watching at that point. So yeah. uh, it was a really fun experience for yeah, sure. Cause if the only input you have are from your parents telling you how great you're doing and how awesome you're doing it, it, that could be like the biggest deterior like or deteriorator from like for a successful career because yeah you have to have someone that's going to shoot you straight and say like, yeah, no, look, 
this is how you need to do it. Like do right. it this way. Yeah. I mean, you, you can learn how to swing a baseball bat, but if you learn how to swing a baseball bat the wrong way, you're not going to get any hits. Right. Like yeah. at some point reps have to become quality reps. And like, that's where I was just so lucky having somebody older than me who had been through the business had made mistakes that he could show me not to make. Right. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I give so much credit to Wes, just first of all, for the guy that he is and just being a mentor to me, you know, as a person, but as a broadcaster as well, I'm, I'm so grateful for him and uh, show me the ropes when I was, I mean, literally in elementary school already wanting to do this job for sure. Yeah. Well, it's certainly paid off. You know, you do great stuff here in town and I'm glad that, you know, there's not many young, like we're what, 25, you're 24 probably. Right. Um, yeah. And, yeah. We're and, all 25, 24. And Austin, <laughs> Austin's 26. Age. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's 26. So, so I just like the youth movement here in, in yeah. Nashville sports radio, Nashville sports media. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And, you know, uh, we had Lucas on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you have to deal with Buck Rising some. He has to deal with him every day. And look, we, 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 as Buck Rising fans and also, you know, uh, detractors away from his, his work on A to Z. We, you know, look in the podcast comment section, you know, we we're four and a half stars. He's the other 0. 0.5. That is true. Yes. <laughs> but, All of the five-star ratings are four and a half to us, five, 0. 0.5 to Buck. But so you, so you hear, and you know, you, uh, you, you participate in some, in some of his stuff. Um, didn't like the, uh, mocking of the Preds vibing stuff from you. So I, I, I never got you when I was, when I was doing Thursday, uh, best bets with Buck Rising. Never got you on air to tell you that, but Shoot. now that I'm here, we can we can Would've air that yeah, out. Yeah, this is really will we're we're just brought you on here to air our grievances. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, I mean, there's 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 plenty with as as reckless yeah. as I am sometimes yeah. with Twitter.com. Hey, while we're at it, Don Davenport once gave a take about how Derrick Henry runs off. Uh, I just <laughs> Go. I think I think she needs to be written up for that. Yeah, Don, that's type horrible of slander. It's yeah. <laughs> so that's the. the that, that's the kind of take you only get about a former Alabama football player from a from an Auburn, Auburn yeah. Player. And you know, I should have I should have connected those dots. I really, I should have expected that. And you I can say that because I went to UT, and so yeah. I have a similar, yeah, know, right. a similar yeah, yeah, bias. Yeah. Yeah. That it, you know, I have a handicap of like every Bama take I have. It's like, oh, it's my UT handicap. So you, like, if I'm saying someone's good, that means they're actually incredible if they went to the University of Alabama. Do you find yourself like, like, sorry, not to go get off topic from Jack's question, but do you find, is it hard to, for you to pull for Derek Henry? Like, like a little bit, like not, not hard to pull for him, but like hard for you to like fully pull for him because of his Alabama right. background. I mean, there was only one close game between Tennessee and Alabama in Derrick Henry's time at Alabama. So like that's, that, that's also true. It's kind of like how Alabama fans say they don't really view Tennessee as a rival right now, which is the correct opinion. It, when you, get Bama players that go to the NFL. First of all, there's so many of them. So if you right. chose to cheer against Alabama players as a Tennessee fan, you would be, you would be rooting NFL against fans. most of the NFL. Yeah. You, you'd get um, a cheer for the kickers and punters, but that's about literally it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. So you'd um, be a Trevor Daniel fan. You're right. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Tough, Sorry. tough. Um, pride of Dixon <laughs> County. That, that, that's a tough L for Dixon County on this podcast. And um, but you know, I, I, <laughs> It, it wasn't really that difficult. Like I went through the first couple of years being like, man, he can't block. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like the guy yeah. can't block. I don't see it. And right. the, as soon as he had that first, just it, ridiculous D uh, mm -hmm. as soon as the, uh, the light switch flipped on, it's like, all right, if I'm trying to hate on this guy, I'm just a hater. That's, that's a me problem, not a him problem. Anymore. Yeah. So yeah. let's keep it there. Let's, let's keep it there because you yeah. know, there's been eight guys in NFL history to run for 2000 yards, you know, and it, 
and now that we're moving to a 17 game season, that will probably become more common. Um, still tough to get there. I think it's 117 yards per game in 17 games. So it's not an easy feat to do, but the year after the, these, these other seven guys ran for 2000 yards, most of them really struggled. Um, whether it was injuries, whether it was just not performing fumbles, all of that stuff went into it. Do you think Derrick Henry can go back to back? I do because the the 17 game season helps, but I think guys more than anything, Derrick Henry is going to be more efficient in 2021 because of a Julio Jones uh, being in the mix and helping make him more efficient per touch and per carry. I also think Darrington Evans makes a difference in this offense. I, I don't think we got to see the full Darrington Evans last year. And uh, I know coach Mack in our building has been talking so much about even right when he got drafted, Hey, the route tree of this guy opens up so many possibilities within the framework of this offense that it's a guy that I've been excited to see since training camp last year, uh, who I think could be a big breakout candidate for this Titans team. Look, I, I think the biggest thing is Derrick Henry gets 2000 yards. If the Titans are able to manage his load more early on in the season, you just can't have a game week one, like you did against Denver last year, where you're already putting the chips in saying, we, we got to treat this thing like a playoff game and just ride Derrick Henry because he's the best chance we've got. Uh, the Titans B and C plans for winning a football game are so much better for me uh, on this offense this year with Julio Jones, uh, with a healthy Darrington Evans in that backfield that uh, I feel like a more efficient Derrick Henry, it's going to certainly be on less touches, but I think the 17th game is what's going to push him over the edge this year. So it's interesting you say that because, you know, while, while you were talking, I was doing a little math on my phone. Um, DraftKings, you, you guys, you guys know how much I'm into the betting scene or whatever. Absolutely. Um, DraftKings. Yeah. yeah. They have a it's prop actually, up. It's actually why we brought you here, Jack. Uh, yeah, so. Will and I need to talk to you about your, <laughs> your <laughs> this, this is my intervention. <laughs> I have a banner that's about to voice command. Yeah. We're not even recording for the podcast right now. Austin, are just, my parents inside of those boxes? Bob? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Jack senior and Melinda, why don't you guys come on out? Uh, <laughs> It's time to uh, talk to your son. Okay, but so the rushing record in the NFL, 2160, 2,160 yards. On DraftKings, there's a prop. Will Derrick Henry break that record? Plus 1,500, a lot of money. Um, And with how confident you are, you know, that may be worth, you know, a little sprinkle. But uh, we'll have to see. There's a lot that has to go right. And we said 117 per game is what he needs for that to break the all-time rushing record, it's going to be 127 yards a game. Still something I think that, that he can do. I'm not putting anything past Derrick Henry, but at what point does, does this man slow down a little or show signs of slowing down? Don't don't even put don't even speak that into existence. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, Jack, but I, I mean, the you, running backs have a you know a relatively short shelf life. Derrick oh, Henry's yeah, obviously running backs do. Derrick Henry is not a running back. He is a exception pretty, to the rule. Yeah, he is. He is. He was sent to us from Planet Krypton, dude. He is. Uh, he wears an S on his chest for a reason. The the devil's advocate I would give is we haven't seen him within a Todd Downing offense yet either. You know how, how does a new offensive coordinator change the way the Titans use Derrick Henry? Um, and, and does this team just insist on, look, we're not going to do what we did against Denver on Monday Night Football, even if it means our chances of winning go down a little bit. Every single year, it, every single touch is going to become more valuable and more valuable as Derrick Henry continues to stay healthy. Look, I, I think you've got to start putting him on, I'm not going to say a pitch count. 
it's starting to get closer to that conversation though. Uh, that That's the devil's advocate for me at this point is if you're the Titans, is it really in your best interest for him to break the rushing record? Because what else is happening around your offense? If he does, right. I mean, is Julio Jones healthy for all 17 games? If Derrick Henry breaks the rushing record, I'd say probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, the best version of this Titans offense is closer to where it was last year, where it can still have 2000 yard receivers and a 2000 yard rusher or, right in that ballpark with the extra game. But you start talking about Derrick Henry equaling the yards per game and and maybe getting above it. Then I think you've got to have a separate conversation of is Derrick Henry still going to be at his best when the Titans need him to start carrying the ball 30, 40 times a game in, uh, in December as uh, it's been, you know, appropriately named. I'm with you. I think this is the season where personal accolades have to go out the window and you have to think, you know, we have two years to do it. We're not going to jeopardize any of that by giving, but by, by letting Derrick Henry try and go for 230 against Houston in week 17, like they did last year. Right. Um, so, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that train of thought. And I, and, and I, it, and it is funny. Cause it's, it, that is, that is the, a lot of people always talk about the, the touches that he had, especially last year, last year. Cause I think he had what the most a career high in over touches. 300. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but it's also important to, to note when you have the Derrick Henry conversation, and again, you have to take this with a grain of salt because this is coming from the biggest, uh, the most, <laughs> the most biased Derrick Henry fan on, on planet Earth. But it, it's important to note that Derrick, Derrick is is very backloaded with his career touches. His first two three years in the league, he did not have many carries at all. He did not have, and so people talk about oh wear and tear. This guy's getting into what year six now. He's he's going to you know he's going to fall apart at some point, but he also kind of had a, a a delayed start because he really didn't start to get those number of carries day in and day out because he was he was splitting carries with Demarco Murray. He was splitting carries with um freaking uh what's his name Twitter blocker uh uh Deion uh, Lewis Deion Lewis damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I already, sorry, I blocked him from my memory. The Titans fan, or the, by the way, the Titans player, real quick, that I just most irrationally dislike is Deion Lewis. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because he, he blocks. He, oh, I'm one. sure he blocked me on Twitter, so I just <laughs> blocked him out of my mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so you've got those, you know, like I and now it's I, I really just say the last two years has really has Derrick Henry become the the mainstay of this offense, and I think. I, and to to y'all's point is, it'll be interesting to see how they use him this year. My biggest concern going into the season, I think, is I, I don't want them to overthink it. I don't want them to overthink like, oh well, we since we have Julio, since we have AJ, we don't need to give the ball to Derek as much. But I think to, for. I, I think it's I think it's counterintuitive. I think you, you think uh, for AJ and 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 Julio to have success, you have to give the ball to Derek less. No, for I think for them to have success, you need to give the ball to Derek more because this offense still at the end of the day revolves around twenty two, through and through. Yeah, and honestly, despite the number of uh, touches that Derrick Henry has, he's still the most valuable running back in the NFL. If you break it down based off of total touches per dollar. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, you know, Alvin Kamara, these guys that are playing, I mean, let's just even do dollars per snap. You know, other guys are still making more money per touch and per, yeah. and per snap than Derrick Henry is. Right. So at this point, too, you're, you know what Derrick Henry is. You're not reinventing him and trying to increase his route tree and make his hands better to, you know, hey, you know, let, let's try to get Derrick in there on third downs. 
throw that out the window. You know, for me, I'm okay with Derrick Henry being a first and second down and third and short back and, and fourth and short if you need it, uh, whether it's, you know, dotting the I or in a wildcat package. At this point, you surround Derrick Henry with the different weapons that can do different things and round out the versatility of this offense. Because I, I think you're right, Austin, at that point, his durability and his shelf life as a running back is hinged upon the fact that you're not playing him on third down and more than four most yeah. of the time. And, right. and that works in his favor at this point in his career as well. I, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I just hope, I, I really hope they just don't overthink it and, and like get too much in their own head of thinking like, oh, well, everyone knows 22 is getting the ball. So we need to get, we need to spread the ball around. I, I, I legitimately think you're not going to have success unless that offense continues to revolve around him. Um, but let me ask you this, the, obviously, okay. So you got the three headed beast. Everyone knows about it. Everyone, everyone going into the season, everyone's going to be thinking about it one era a position that a lot of people a lot of titans fans have been talking about which is a big question mark is that tight end position and you know you've got the anthony ferkser which i think will be great but i guess my question is do you think that anthony ferkser will be made better by these guys uh you know like you have a julio jones you have an aj brown you have a derrick henry defense is going to be so keyed in on those three guys that it could this could be the opportunity for an Anthony Ferkser to break out or do you think that the Titans need more talent at that position basically I think they need more talent because right now Anthony Ferkser is basically your slot so yeah. then yeah. You've, you've still got a hole at tight end two which on third downs often is becoming tight end one so you know at, at that point Anthony Ferkser could be the most efficient guy per touch on this Titans offense this year. I think him and Josh Reynolds are going to be two guys that are going to be the most efficient players within this offense. Um, but for me, that's the big question mark is where does Anthony Ferkser fit? Because is he primarily your slot? Well, then what's Josh Reynolds doing on third downs? You know, cause are, are you really going to go, you know, with one tight end and three wide receivers that often in this offense, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I think Anthony Ferkser's versatility, at least, allows me to give him the benefit of the doubt as the number one tight end on this team. My question now is who's the veteran to be the second guy? Uh, because you've still got a hole there for me. And that's where, a you know, a, a number two that could work as an inline blocker and also catch would make a lot of sense to go in tandem with Anthony Ferkser. But I think at tight end one, you don't really have that big of an issue. I think the depth is a concern for me at this point. The good news though, guys, is that that's one of the, I feel like easier positions to draft a guy with higher value later on or, or, or go with mm -hmm. the undrafted route. I mean, Miller Forrestal was pretty good at Alabama uh, and uh, due in large part when he was healthy, he was great, obviously dealt with a lot of injuries, but that's a guy I'm really interested to see can, can try to push to make this team uh, because if you get just a second guy to kind of work their way up onto that depth chart, then I think it makes Anthony Ferkshire a lot better. Uh, hello, Hassan French. Ever heard That's of right. him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him oh, and the wrestler man. both. I mean, look, John Robinson is 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 trolling us at this point. Is John Robinson putting together uh, a football team or a a, a a U.S. Olympic team? I was uh, gonna say like he could be putting together a pro wrestling team. Yeah, no, he, he very well, well, you need Dennis Kelly to do that. Yeah. That's fair. Dennis Rodman played basketball and then he went into wrestling. So, so, so French. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, it, um, it, it's a good point. 
So, so Will, we, we, we know what the Titans can do on offense. They loaded up in the offseason. They brought in Julio Jones. You know, that, that was the biggest splash of the offseason when you discount Aaron Rodgers' feud with Green Bay, when you discount Deshaun Watson's scandal in Houston. Um, Julio Jones to the Titans was the next biggest story. Yeah. So will the Titans have to? We know they can, but with this defense that they have this year, this remodeled defense, retooled, a new defensive line, a revamped secondary, uh, question marks with Deshaun Evans and, you know, How's Jayon Brown going to look coming off of that elbow injury? Uh, will they have to score 35 to win this year? See, I'm not as worried about this defense because, for me, the biggest issue last year was two guys that left that they never replaced in the intangibles they brought. One was Logan Ryan, uh, and now you bring in a guy in Elijah Molden who is a younger version of what Logan Ryan could do uh, for your defense, who you hope can fill that role to some capacity. Uh, the other was Jarrell Casey. Obviously, Jarrell Casey in the postseason was not the same Jarrell Casey. He had the forced fumble against Lamar Jackson, obviously made some big plays. But by the end of his Titans career, Jarrell Casey was not the Jarrell Casey that, um, you know, was was a Titans legend for most of his career. Real quick, moment of silence for the butt crack. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> so tough. Absolutely. Um, I, I think Danico Autry is, a, is one of the sleepy, good additions for this team. Uh, over the offseason, because I think it unlocks Jeffrey Simmons to a whole new level. Uh, I mean, we, we know what that guy can do uh, on the defensive line, talking about Jeffrey Simmons when he was playing next to Jarrell Casey and it wasn't the focal point of the defense. Teams are going to have to choose which of those guys to key in on, whether that's in run blocking and, and trying to go two on one against either Autry or Simmons. Um, but for me, it, it's going to hinge on how good are these young defensive backs. Uh, Amani Hooker, Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden. Those four guys, I think, are going to determine the success of this Titans defense because if Caleb Farley comes in and is a number one corner, it, you know, you're making two other positions better because then you're better at cornerback two and cornerback three. You know, that's the thing about these DBs is that if if these guys are good, you're not only getting better at one position, you're getting better at a couple of different positions. So you know, for me, it's not like a, you know, a running back that if you improve at your number one running back, then that's kind of the only thing that's improving within the offense. Not a great example. Obviously, your running back, too, would be better. But you know what I mean, right? That you have five DBs that could play on third downs in the big nickel package that Mike Frabel likes. Having more depth that position is, is paramount to what this team wants to do defensively. Uh, so I think it all comes down to how good are those four defensive backs. I, I love that Jack's just complete and utter bias just shined in that last question just by saying, oh, Julio Jones, biggest offseason splash signing, uh, you know, of, of, you know, of the entire NFL world was stopped when Julio Jones signed with the Titans. <laughs> Who are completely, you where are you completely going? Completely forgetting the fact that the Texans signed to Rod Taylor earlier this offseason. <laughs> well, or their five running backs that they've added this offseason yeah, right, who are all yeah. above the age of 30. Yeah, their five running backs who have, like, were, I think were some, some of which were teammates with Jim Brown, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I think, but when Jesus was a boy, some of these guys yeah, were still playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, played, they played college ball with Jesus. Like, they were just crazy. starting construction on 440 when some of these guys were starting in their, uh, in their careers. Yeah. And now it's Jesus done, was so a, we can't be happy. Jesus was a walk-on, by the way. Yes. Uh, on water. <laughs> walk on water. Oh, my God. Sorry. Incredible. There you go. Ladies Incredible. and gentlemen, I am back. <laughs> All right, Will. So we're doing our Titans record predictions this year. 
Uh, we're doing we're, we're doing that this episode. So you're a part of the record prediction. And this so. is a special episode. So I want you to know, Will, you are a part of a special It happens episode. once a year and once a year only. Yep. You sure so. you meant to text me <laughs> for this episode? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, no, no. We did we definitely meant to text you, Wes. All right, yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh, oh wait, sorry. My sorry, own mother calls me Wes half the time anyway. I, I answer to both. Yo, my, yeah. yeah, my my mom calls me Whitney. That's my sister's name. It's <laughs> awkward. That's extremely awkward. Love um, it. okay, so. We need your Titans record prediction, Will. Um, you know, at this point, I feel safe going with 11 and 6. I, I think that's a safe prediction at this point because you are, you know, th- this team's going to be hurt. You know, I, I, does Julio Jones play 15 games, 14 games? You know, I, I think a 12th win is going to hinge on how many games does Julio Jones end up playing for this team. And look, I know that his injury history has largely been overblown by national media who want to come in with the, Oh, he's always hurt narrative well, until last year. He really wasn't, um, you know, he, he's played through a lot of stuff and, you know, hamstrings, just something you don't really mess with. You get right. that at the beginning of the season. And that was for some but, Atlanta teams that he knew were heading nowhere too. So absolutely. <laughs> and look, Derek Henry is the same guy that sat, against a, a really good New Orleans team in a big game because of a hamstring. I mean, the, the only way you get over a hamstring injury is by resting it. And mm. when you're as bad as Atlanta was, there was no point in putting Julio Jones out there. All that to say, um, as as old as he is and as much as he's going to be used in this Titans offense, I, I fear his durability just moving forward on things that haven't popped up before just because of his age at this point. Um, but how good is this offensive line? How good is Dylan Raiden's? Uh, who, who, by all accounts, I think is probably a plug-and-play guy at right tackle, at least by the first third, first quarter of the season. I, th- I think he's in there by week four or five at the latest. I just think there are enough question marks for me to be skeptical enough to say, you know, it, it's about the same talent level as last year. But I think 11-6 and six probably wins this division at the same time. So there's a part of me that would love to say 12 wins and say this team can take the next step. But until I see it, I think this team is going to stay around the same tier and, you know, potentially their weapons can take them further in the playoffs. Uh, but I think for now it's, this is still an 11 win football team for me. I, I get it. It's uh, last time the Titans got a big time pass catcher from Atlanta. They lost in the playoffs. There right. was a fumble in the five yard line. <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. we all Algie remember Crumpler. where we were. That oh, was Lord. yeah, too soon, yes, too soon. Uh, <laughs> No, Jack, uh, what did we say our predictions were? Um, oh, they're coming They're coming up after this interview. Oh, after, oh, after so, the interview. Yeah, we haven't edited but it. But I, I will say, Will, we did pretty good last year. We uh, we went 11-5 and five on our on our predictions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Personally, we went 11-5 and five with nice. our predictions. We yeah. were, we almost nailed it. Uh, yeah. So this is, a, as we away. said, this is a very important episode of the Top Podcast. It's huge. It's, it's an annual episode. Everyone always waits because, I mean, you work in sports talk radio. You get it. You know how important it is when the host goes game by game and pencils in the win of based off of the schedule because that is such great radio. Jack and I are like, well, we got to bring that to podcast. Right. So that's what that's what we do this episode. Look, you you only bring Chinnawith residents around for season predictions. It, it's exactly. it, it makes sense. It's science. And it's the first thing I learned at journalism school. I don't know about you. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> so does uh, Chinnawith sharpens other Chinnawith residents. Uh, that's right. 
Yeah, we we know what those HOA fees were like. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> the, uh, well, actually, we don't. We were kids. Uh, <laughs> the, um, uh, th- there was uh, damn it. There was one last thing I wanted to ask you, and now I can't think of what it was. I I probably should have written it down. Oh, I got one more for you. Okay, okay. You, Jack's got so, so one more for full you. Full disclosure: This episode's being recorded on Monday. I'm going out of town tomorrow. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So if any big news happened on that's Tuesday, not our fault. Then turn, tune in to 104.5 The Zone. I'll have the live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything big happens and, and people are listening to this interview and they're like, why the hell did they not ask Will about uh, 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 freaking Julio Jones driving his car into uh, into that the Hattie B's? Like, guys, we didn't know about it, okay? Deion like, Lewis is back on yeah, the Titans. Yeah, Deion Lewis. re-signed. <laughs> right. He's here, guys. Why didn't Thrill they Casey talk about that here. on the Titan Up podcast? That is that is great A material for, for the Ooh. Titan Up podcast. Okay, we so, didn't know about it. So uh, I was going to ask you. So mo- Monday is when we're recording. So we don't have the answer right now. Vandy's playing right now. It's in the fifth inning. Oh, damn it. I should have known he was going Yeah, there. I'm going there. I, I, I'm I've going been waiting there. for this. I've been ready. I'm going there. All right, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, look, I'm taking it easy, okay? We're, you came on our podcast. I'm going to treat you nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, will Tennessee be alive when this podcast drops Tuesday at midnight? Tuesday at midnight, Yes. I think so. Gonna, I don't think this team. Texas. I don't think this team is making the championship series coming out of the losers bracket. The reason why Tennessee is where it is now uh, uh, is because it can win a lot of different types of games, and this team's pitching depth is honestly one of its strengths. Like it doesn't have that number one ace because that guy, you know, hurt his hamstring on his first start of the season or second start of the season against Indiana State in February, um, but it's got a lot of depth and you've got your best pitcher going against Texas. So I think this team, you know, uh, I, I think they end up losing in the the semifinal to whoever comes out of the winner's bracket is what mm-hmm. I think happens. But, you know, look, this team has exceeded expectations. Don't listen to what Austin Stanley says, you know, mm-hmm. on Twitter, emotionally tweeting during the Tennessee and does, Virginia yeah. game. This team has far exceeded expectations and was better last year than it was this year. Oh, does, man. Does the winner it, of Tennessee-Texas get to keep the UT moniker? Look, Damn. I mean, I think actually what's going to happen is that Texas will have to go by North Mexico uh, if Ooh, they lose okay. because that's what they would be without the Tennessee Volunteers. Ooh, and, and nice. Good. Hey, look, good I, I don't let my bias gets, show Tennessee much. gets referred to, to like Davy Crockett's real home. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will not remember the Alamo if Tennessee. Uh, if Tennessee wins this game, that is for sure. No, I. I don't let my my uh, degree show much, but uh, I. I let it show when talking about Texas being the UT. That's that's where I draw the line right there. Oh wow, I love that. I love we struck a chord. Oh, I remembered what I wanted to ask you before we okay. let you go. Uh, did you see the Tom Brady? You saw the Tom Brady uh, clip of him uh, saying. Uh, wait, what was the full quote? It was. Um, there was a team that showed interest that pulled out at the last second, and I can't believe they, they stuck went with that, that motherfucker. Mother yeah. Yes. Oh, Jack could just, I, uh, I guess we are cussing on this podcast. Uh, that's <laughs> when did when, when has that changed? I, I mean, it's never changed. I don't know why I, I don't know why I all of a sudden went PG mode all of a sudden, but uh, so was Tom Brady talking about the Titans. What do you, where, where do you stand on this? I think he absolutely was. <laughs> I think, thank you. That's Ooh, I do too. I don't know. I really no, do no. because, I mean, how does Tom Brady feel about the quarterback that beat him in his last ever game as a New England Patriot? Right? Too? 
he I mean, is, I think it makes a lot of sense. still holding a grudge. And if if there's one thing we've learned about Tom Brady in his career, the dude holds a grudge. Oh, he, 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 it's Ryan in the office with his list. And that that's a that's a scroll. <laughs> I mean, legitimately. It is exactly that. He's it's got like, a list. And, oh, I, absolutely. I, who else would it be? And he's thinking, like, dude, like, I, I beat Ryan Tannehill in this division for eight years. Like, I know this dude's a scrub. Like, why would they choose him over me? I've got uh, six Super Bowls. Hello. Colin Cowherd and Tom Brady, uh, big fans. Colin Cowherd thinks uh, Tannehill's a scrub. Yeah, Tom Brady apparently thinking ten hills. Is I was I was out. thinking I was thinking Jimmy G out in San Fran. He chased the poor kid across the country, and he was going to go take his job again. But that, that was, would be the other one, possibly. Yeah, I feel like Tom Brady's more calculated than that. Like he knows people are thinking he's thinking Jimmy G, and so he's not going to like just be that. Yeah, and that, that was, they had a mentor, mentor, mentoree relationship too at one point. Maybe you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Look, I'm willing to entertain it. I'm not. I'm not budging. <laughs> I don't think he's going to open up that much about uh, <laughs> Jimmy G in front of Chelsea Handler and uh, right. Cuddy like the way he did. I think it's like, hey, my boys from New England picked Ryan Tannehill over me. And yeah. like, those are my guys. So like, right. yeah, yeah, John Robinson, that's his old, yeah, that's his old crony, dude. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, no, and Vrabel. We'll find out Brabe. in a joint training camp this year in Tampa. Yeah, well, and we saw Brabe, the Vrabes uh, Brady uh, bro hug. Yeah. In, when they were, when in Vrabes is what, first year or second yep. year with the team. So it's yep. like. Yeah, like he's he's probably he's, I'm a believer. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the look, Chenoweth's boys. Of course, that's right. Same, you and me. You know? I hear you with one the, more damn time for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, I and I'm gonna say it one more time because I'm gonna say, look, if you want your kid to have success in the sports media landscape, you gotta move <laughs> yeah. to Chenoweth at a look, young age. My my forehand and backhand from the Chenoweth tennis camp aren't great. But look, my, my voice probably sounded horrible before yeah. I went to Chenoweth tennis camp, and then all, all of a sudden admit, it's like wow. I was on the swim team. I was on the Chenoweth swim team for a yeah, few summers. Okay. The Chenoweth Chargers was, I was their name. Say, what was their nickname again? Chenoweth right. Chargers, yeah. Probably and not a great we, nickname since like a charger in the pool would kind of kill you. But like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not, not the best, not the safest name ever. Not great. Yeah. You, we, yeah, a lot of electrocution. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think I won a couple of a blue medal. I won a white medal. I think that's fifth place. White oh. metal or a white ribbon, a white ribbon. Hey, okay. well, that's okay. That's what the Vols are about to get at Omaha. So it's okay. True. All right, that's there true. it is. We got a parting right. blow. Gotta, I'll take it. Uh, people are oh, got man. one in. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, great, Jack. Literally, this dude takes time out of his day to join us on this podcast. <laughs> my day off too. Come on, on his day off, and you're gonna freaking my first like, day no off mercy. as an adult. No first mercy. day off as an adult. Look, no. They say no days off. Will says one day off. Day off. Singular. <laughs> day off. That's I, I only have one rule and it's day off. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Just day off. Yep. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Belichick chanting at the store. No, right days, no days off. off. No <laughs> day. Will's like over there, like oh, maybe one day. Day off. Day, day, day off. off. Day right. off. Will, dude, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening to us right now and you're not already following Will Bowling as a Titans fan, and as a consumer of just media in, in Nashville, you need to be following him at will W I L L underscore bowling B O L I N G. Give him a follow. Cause one great follow. And it's just, look, you need to be following the Nashville media landscape. Like it just makes your Twitter feed better, especially when it comes down to Titan stuff, Vol stuff, whatever you need, Tennessee sports, it is it is it is the perfect follow. Will, dude, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are the best. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. There are no flags on the field. 
It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! That was Will Bowling. Let me talk to you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook real quick. DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. has plenty of instructions for new bettors and limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings. Safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z, A-T-O-Z, when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free free credits. That's promo code A to Z for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. It's that time of the podcast. Uh, it, this is an annual tradition for the Titan Up podcast, and I can say that now because we are entering our second year of this podcast, <laughs> and this is the second time we've done this. So now it is an annual tradition. It is the time for Jack and I to break down the Titans schedule game by game and tell you our record predictions for this year's Titans team. Okay. Sure. Maybe we should preface it by saying a lot can change between now and when the season starts, a lot can change from when the season starts to the end of the season. So much can change, but from where things stand right now, Jack and I are going to hit you with our unbiased opinion about where we see this Titans team going. And it's important to know that. It's important to note the unbiased. So don't get mad at us if we go against a prediction that you may have for this year's team. I know everyone's riding high with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry as the three-headed monster that this offense is going to provide. There's still question marks about the defense, and you need to take that into account. You need to take into account the, the coordinator changes that this team has. You need to take into account the other talent in the league. And that's what Jack and I are going to do here with this schedule breakdown. So Jack, let's go ahead and get started. Without further ado, let's go into it. Week one, Arizona Cardinals come to town. First time in a long time, the Titans are hosting a home game in week one. For, it seems like for forever, they've been on the road for week one. They don't have their home opener until week two, week three, maybe sometimes. Yeah. This we're, year, we're, we're hoping one. We're hoping the field doesn't catch on fire in this year's home opener. That, that is true. Um, that is also true. Arizona, look, they added J.J. Watt. Uh, they, they've got DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray down there. At the end of the day, Kyler Murray's too short. I don't think he's got it in him. Cliff Kingsbury, while he's a good-looking guy, this offense doesn't have it. The Titans offense wins in a in a shootout. I'm going 52-34, or 42-34, excuse me. Okay, all right, yeah. And you know what? And it's funny, yeah, they brought DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, Arizona Cardinals are basically just becoming the Texans West. So I don't see how you can't say the Titans win this game. Is JJ Watt washed? Is it JJ washed? People are asking, people are asking, you know, and you know, they, when, remember when he, he, uh, the day he, he announced he was signing with Arizona, there was that rumor that he was on Peloton and he added 
you know, he had his, his teams limited on, on his Peloton account. And then he said, I don't own a bike. Maybe you should JJ, you're getting a little flabby. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I would say, yeah, JJ Watt, maybe a little it's JJ washed is his new name. Um, you guys, someone can put that on a sign and, uh, and bring that to Nissan stadium week one it, free of charge. We won't sue you week two Seattle Seahawks, man, Titans go to Seattle. Titans don't necessarily fare well on the West coast. Traditionally, historically they've, they've had rough go of it when they have to travel to the Pacific time zone. And this time they're going to Seattle, a tough place to play. And if they have full capacity, you best believe the 12th man is going to be alive. However, and it's one of those late start times too on uh, a Sunday late. It's in that late window where it's only like three or four games, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the witching hour, I believe they call it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the CBS game at three twenty-five. And look, the, the Titans have a tough draw. They, they got the NFC West this season as did the rest of the division. Um, but going across two time zones that they're going across, I'll explain it for you. Uh, they're leaving central. They're going through mountain and they're arriving in Pacific. I'm glad so you broke that down. That's, two that, time that's, zones. The, oh, that's that kind of analysis. You will only find <laughs> on the tighten up podcast. Uh, that's, that's two time zones. And look, if there's a time to do it, it's early in the season. So I, I'm not as bothered by it. We're going to see AJ Brown and Julio Jones versus DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They're going to walk out of there with a better idea of who's the better duo I'm putting my money on AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Give me the Titans by three. Okay. And to, to uh, not to double down on your analysis that you just gave, which was just phenomenal. The Titans are also traveling to a state called Washington. Not to be mistaken for the district of Columbia, which is also named Washington. A lot of times people confuse that. So give me the Titans in this one. Good. I think the Titans, Good points. I think the Titans beat the Seattle Seahawks uh, week three. The Indianapolis Colts come to town. So that's a big matchup, huge matchup early on division rivals, a team that you have not fared well against in years past. However, starting to come around, they, what they, uh, they split games with them last season, which is good <laughs> as a Titans fan. We will take a split against the Colts. It's good to catch the Colts this early in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. You got a new quarterback. Um, you, you know, you lost some pieces on defense uh, you're missing. You're, you're likely missing Eric Fisher, who you signed to be your left tackle, although he tore his Achilles um, late in the season last year. I don't think he'll be ready for this one. So I think this is the first game you see this Titans defense really show up. They're going to stifle Carson Wentz in that Colts offense. The Titans win in a low-scoring affair. Take the under. I like that you pointed out that it will be a new quarterback for Indy uh, week three because by that point in the season, Carson Wentz will probably already be injured. Give me the Titans in this one. The uh, week four heading into week four. Yeah. Week four at New York Jets. Man, not not much needs to be said. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, I was going to say we can get through this one quick, but I will say seeing Elijah Moore out there. I'm going to be having thoughts. I'm going to be having the what if thoughts, but I'm not going to let them get too far in because Josh Reynolds. We got Josh Reynolds. We got Julio Jones. Titans. Titans, Titans, Titans. A lot of people will try and say that's the Corey Davis revenge game. Not, we won't be saying that. Uh, trust it's, the, us. it's the Titans revenge game against Corey Davis for not yes, panning out. Right. Yeah. We're revenging against him for not being, uh, for going MIA in the playoff game. Uh, week five at Jacksonville. Again, this one goes without saying. That's a win. That's a win. Five and <laughs> that's a win. Uh, week six, Buffalo. Ooh. This, this is, is a tough one. This is, this the, is, so, I, so, I, I, dare I say, this is the 
the toughest matchup of the season thus point. No, I don't think it is. I think the next week is because this week you get an extra day to prepare for the Bills as they do for the Titans. Mm-hmm. It's a Monday night game in Nissan. It's going to be an electric envir- environment. This is the second time in two years the Bills are coming to Nissan. Uh, the last time the Titans, <laughs> look, they kind of fumbled the coronavirus situation. Look, we're not going to lie. That was probably our fault. Okay, the hand raised. <laughs> raise. That one's on us. We at, get the, it. at the same time, they beat the brakes off the Bills with a limited roster. People so forget gonna, that. They're, they're, they've got, they're going to play with a full team, hopefully, knock on wood, and they're going to get it done in week six. They're, it's going to be a tough game, but the Titans' offense will eventually pull them past the Bills. Titans move to 6-0. and First of all, the Bills in Nissan Stadium, I can't remember that ever faring well for them. From the Music City Miracle to the, to the Music City stiff-arm Josh Norman to the moon. Uh, last week. And that was also a primetime game at Nissan stadium against the bills. I don't see how you can't go Titans in this one. Mm-hmm. Give me the Titans. Nick Williams is the only guy who can fuck up a Titans bills game for the Titans. That's He's true. not on the roster. We've replaced NW with NWI. Hey, uh, so one big game at Nissan stadium in one uh, week, let's go to the very next week. Another big game, Nissan stadium, the Kansas city chiefs, the reigning AFC champions. Now, look, I know it'd be a lot of people are probably saying, oh, this is an easy win for the Chiefs. And I and I don't I don't fully disagree, but I will say this. The Chiefs have they have they have not in their most recent game that we have seen them play. They didn't put up a single touchdown. It's a good point. Do those offensive woes carry over into the next season? And then into, into week seven, then seven yeah. weeks into the next season, <laughs> you got to think they might look, we don't have any, uh, any proof to for the contrary. So I think so. I'm going Titans in this one. Frank Clark just got arrested with an Uzi in his Lamborghini. They're not focused. They're, they're not and, focused for the season. The Titans are, no one's got arrested in a Lamborghini except for Isaiah Wilson, but they cut ties with him already. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, the difference between the Titans and the Chiefs is when the Titans get someone arrested, they usually cut him and let him carry on with his rap career. All right. The Chiefs, however, they keep dudes. Uh, if a guy punches a, a woman, a pregnant woman in college, they name him their number one wide receiver. Bad judges of character. Nickname him the Cheetah <laughs> for probably more reasons than one. Uh, the week eight, they go to Lucas Oil. I kind of like getting Ooh. the the Colts games out of our system early on in the season. Just get them out of the way. Get this them before be a, they figure it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Uh, Carson Wentz. There's not a ch- if Carson Wentz wasn't in the first game in Week Three. There's not a chance he's still alive or healthy enough. Carson to be Wentz here. by Week Eight in the season will have borrowed an ACL, torn that three ACLs down the drain. Titans win eight zero. The guy goes through ACLs the way. Derrick Henry goes through d- defenders. Give me the Titans in this one as well. Week nine, Los Angeles Rams. They're going to Ooh, LA. This is a they, tricky They get one. to play in the new stadium. That's going to be fun. That'll be yeah. enjoyable. Two time zones, like I mentioned earlier with, earlier with Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind breaking that down one more time for yeah, me? So the, so the Titans are going to, in order to play this game, they're going to have to cross the mountain time zone and arrive in the Pacific time zone. But luckily, this game's at night. This is a Sunday night game. National oh, yeah. television on NBC. With the late start and the two time zone travel, I think they 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 count each other out. They even each other out. They offset. Yeah, Titans nine zero. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think what my man Jack is trying to say that this game is going to be at seven twenty Central Time, but on the West Coast, 
That's a 520 start. That's time. not a night game for them. No, that is a 520 start time. The so sun is afternoon. still up. That's and, when I, that's 520 central time. That's when I pull out Uber eats and I make a call to jets pizza. Okay. I, I dial up a jets pizza order. They're yeah. not even they, look that the jets pizza will be gone. It will be eaten. There will be no more ranch sauce. Uh, the Titans will, will win this game. I, and look, it's all about the time change. I Don't let anyone tell you it's not. Dude, I was actually going to go Rams in this one, but you convinced me. I'm going you. Titans. Did I swing going, you with the time zone? You did. You had that Titan argument. You got me. I'm going, I'm actually changing on the fly. Uh, so change my prediction. Wow. Uh, I'm going Titans over Rams in that one. Week 10, New Orleans Saints. Now look, these aren't your daddy's New Orleans Saints. They're not your granddaddy's New Orleans Saints either because Drew Brees is still there. And I'm pretty sure Drew Brees has been the quarterback there since your granddaddy watched these Saints. That, uh, I, I mean... For that reason alone, I'm going Titans. Look, the Titans, uh, you know, when they took Mariota, Jameis Winston was the first quarterback off the board. Jameis Winston will be starting in New Orleans. Jalen Win- or J- Jameis Winston will be the first quarterback benched. The Titans moved to 10-0, an electric start, the first 10-0 start since 2008. Week 11. <laughs> if i'm laughing if i'm laughing you probably know who they're facing <laughs> the houston texans come to nissan and the the texans i like the like they're i don't know just when you thought the texans couldn't be dumber they're facing the their first game against the texans I mean, against the Titans is about a week, a little over a, a week away from DeHenber. Like mm-hmm. Texans, have you not learned anything? You, if you want to play the Titans, you do like the Colts are doing this year, and you play them early in the season. I mean, it's the Texans. Let's be real. It, whether Deshaun Watson is there or not, which you don't think they're going to be, uh, I think you got to go Titans in this one. You said it all. Eleven and L. 11 and 0. There Man, you go. that feels good to say. So, look, I and look, this is just we are this is the most unbiased look we can possibly give. Uh week 12 at the New England Patriots. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Little, right before the bye week. There's a bye week on the horizon. I think the Titans give max effort in New England. It's a place they feel comfortable in. They won the last time they were there. There's no Tom Brady to worry about. Titans moved to 12 and 0. Look, they say Gillette is the best a man can get. We say Gillette is Nissan North. That's basically just where the tight, like every, it's where everyone good from New England has already migrated to Nashville. Mike Vrabel, John Robinson. Almost Tom Brady. Almost Tom Brady. They all migrate David down. Givens. David Givens. People forget uh, David Givens. <laughs> we need to add him to our list of Randy Moss and Andre Johnson, a wide, great wide receivers that ended their career in, that, in Tennessee. Uh, I Look, it's Cam Newton, guys. And if it's not, then it's Mac Jones wearing the number 50. All right? So I think it's the Titans got this one in the pack. Week 12, give me the Titans. Bye week. Bye no week. ever lost a bye week. I got to take Titans in this one. Yeah, I think the Titans in a close one. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, because I mean, like we have, like we've been a little lenient towards the Titans uh, in mm-hmm. our predictions thus far. I would say this one's closer than the experts think, but I still have the Titans. Week fourteen, Jaguars. Next, at Titans, <laughs> Titans, Titans are winning that one. Uh, week fifteen at Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, here's one. Okay, will Ben Roethlisberger? be able to walk by the time this game rolls around. 
how many likes does Juju Smith's TikTok get? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that we could. You know what? That's a good point. We, week 15, that could be the point in the season where the Steelers have realized it's a lost year. Let's just get impressions on TikTok. Claypool, Juju, not focused. Yep. Titans win. And people forget that uh, this is – we're actually rid of a, a week of DeHenber because week 13 with the bye week. Uh, that's that's technically the first NFL. week of DeHenber. Wow. Uh, let's stop on some right. terrible towels this year too it's right look we, we've never had a bye week this late in the season we never had a bye week in Denver. maybe that means the three weeks that we have of Denver are even more mm. fired up so in well the sec- second week of Denver, my true love gave to me derrick henry running for 350 thanks thanks i just came up with that i don't know if you can tell the that uh, so yeah i think i got the titans i think the titan i think derrick henry is going to go to town on that pittsburgh steelers defense which was not great at the end of last season and i don't see how you can think that what they did a calendar year prior doesn't carry over to the next season i'm glad you sang a little christmas carol for the for what, what we have coming the next week oh you mean the San Francisco 49ers coming Ooh, to town? You know what? And here's why it's good. It's a Thursday night game at night. But the San Francisco 49ers, they're traveling two time zones to get to Nissan Stadium. <laughs> so they're crossing Mountain Time Zone. They are arriving in Central Time Zone. They're going to be two hours. Their, their body clock's going to be off. Jet lag's going to be in full effect. The Titans right. get this one easy. Yeah. it it That game kicks off at 720 Central Time. But for them, it's 520 Central Time. And if you're from San Francisco, 520, that is in the five-hour window where you are stuck in traffic. Okay, it's, so it, yeah. they're going to have traffic mind. If, <laughs> with traffic brain, and, you know, I, I think the time zone really affects them this week. You know, traveling across two time zones, it's tough for teams, um, you, you know, that are that are two time zones away. That's my entire analysis. You could – you could the 49ers – uh, that could the 49ers could also be a nickname for the Titans this week based off of how many carries they give Derrick Henry. Give me the Titans over the Niners. Week 17, Miami Dolphins, the Ryan Tannehill revenge game. I think we all have this one circled on our calendars. Also, I should note that the Titans, if they have an odd number of games, um, they have one extra home game this season. So not to brag. They got yep. lucky with but, the scheduling. Yeah. Uh Ryan Tannehill, Miami Dolphins. Look. Hootie and the Blowfish isn't walking out that door. Okay, mm-hmm. massive Dolphins fan. He's not. He's not coming out. Uh, give me Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Jay Cutler's not taking snaps for the Dolphins. Titans yeah, they, in a bloodbath. Oh gosh, I is a great point. That's a great point. That's that's again analysis you will only find here on the Titan Up podcast. You know, interesting fact: he never left his hotel room the entire time he was in Miami. That doesn't surprise. I don't think he's. I don't think he. I still don't think he lived in a hotel. He said he got the points. I. I wouldn't doubt if he was still living in that hotel in Miami. <laughs> Maybe his relationship is. That's true. Oh, rest in peace. I hate to do that. Yeah, very cavalier. Not anymore, he's not. Uh, <laughs> week 18 at the Texans. Rest the starters. Let's get ready for the playoffs. June, uh, uh, January 9th. So that'll be the day before probably the national championship in college football, which is funny that two college teams will be 
or three college teams will be playing on on back-to-back nights. That's crazy. This will be the um, first time the Texans have played in January since blowing a four-touchdown lead to Kansas City. Wow, people forget. <laughs> Never forget Titans fans. Uh, yeah, Texans in a bloodbath. So let's go ahead and do our calculations real quick. Let, let, Jack, you tally up your win-loss total. Okay. I'm going to tally up mine. Arizona, Seattle. So, and carry the one. Got the Jets and Jags on the road. Patriots. Uh, they, uh, I've got them winning the bye week. Um, Jameis Winston, Texans. Okay. Season. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The time zone. That's right. Time, time zone, zone in week 16. Yeah. Uh-huh. Texans. Uh, uh, Frank Dolphins. Clark arrested. Um, you know what? What do you have? I, I've got. Wow. And I didn't even realize this while we were going through it. Um, I've got the Titans at 16 and 0. Hmm. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, sixteen and zero. No, was, seventeen and zero. Okay, okay, good. Okay, Sorry. I have them at seventeen and zero too. I was just making sure that the math checked out. But seventeen and zero. Right, because oh. I forgot they have that win over the bye week. Uh, seventeen and zero. I've got the Titans. Um, seventeen. Count the win over the bye week. Um, yes. Look, we found we found this is weird. We because we found ourselves in a similar position to this last year. We went through. We tallied up the numbers and we both came out 16 and 0. And I, we, we look, we won 11 of those games last year. We went 11 and 5 uh, game by game predictions. Not easy to do. Um, but I think 17 and 0 is doable. I think, look, I mean, I don't see how it isn't. I don't see how they get anything less than that, to be honest with you. And again, this is all bias aside. We are taking into account all of the things. And if you look, if you have a time zones, about numbers, that, players, coordinators, coaches, injuries if you have a gripe about that you can hit us up at tighten up pod on twitter um but i really don't think how you can get mad at us for being as unbiased as we were we're look take your take your beef up with us that's fine but we're just spitting the truth here folks okay and i know that may be a tough pill to swallow for some of you but we just don't we don't I think the Titans are going 16, 17 and all. So that's just something to think about. Uh, hey, do you want to get to remember the Titan? Yeah. How about you lead off this week? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. All right. I was not expecting this. All right. I am going with a guy from the 1999 Tennessee Titans, a guy who played with the Titans. Uh, he was actually a Houston Oiler, then a Tennessee Oiler. Shout out. The Tennessee Oilers don't get enough love, in my opinion. Tennessee Oilers, and then a Tennessee Titan from 1994 to 1999. He finished with the Cowboys in 2000. We won't hold that against him. Uh, he was the whack freshman of the year. You know, look, we've talked about this and remember the Titan before. I love guys who played in the whack just because they're so whack. This guy was three times all whack. He was all whack and a bag of potato chips. Second team All-American, whack defensive player of the year in 1993. Played 108 games in the NFL, 392 tackles three and a half sacks and two interceptions that's right i'm talking about former linebacker baron winfred wortham 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 and the reason i picked wortham this week is because it reminds me of worsham luke worsham luke worsham luke worsham luke worsham luke worsham, luke worsham. Luke worsham. damn i look, look how is that a is that like segment inception right there a segment within a segment worth them 
worth sounds them. like that sounds like Wait, mike yeah. tyson calling Wait. calling role in luke orsham's elementary school class that, yeah that is mike tyson yeah like like hey mike uh who's your favorite uh tighten up podcast host of all time and he's like it can't be luke wortham um <laughs> uh, baron wortham man that guy sounds like he uh should we do a segment of baron wortham no baron no, wortham no, no, no. Baron, no okay doesn't sorry. have the same yeah, yeah no, it doesn't roll off the tongue like luke wortham does now you're probably like i don't remember baron wortham and i'm and if you're saying that like that's on you because i don't know how you wouldn't remember the the guy who was named in 2014 named to the university of texas el paso centennial football team all right in 2018 he was inducted into the utep athletic hall of fame people and as a guy who was a walk-on for the university of missouri football team that played in the 2006 sun bowl i got a chance to play in that utep stadium and by play i mean i got a chance to stand on the sidelines during the uh <laughs> the cbs broadcast of the sun bowl in that utep stadium that is one hell of a stadium. That is a dope-ass stadium. Not enough love goes to the University of Texas El Paso. Yes, they call El Paso the armpit of Texas. And yes, I can attest to that. It is true. <laughs> but the University of Texas El Paso, really cool football stadium. And it's built in the side of two mountains. And and, and if Baron Wortham is going to be a UTEP all-star, then of course I'm, we're going to give him his love on this podcast. And he was a Titans Titan staple, dude. Just, I mean, 97 tackles led the team in 97. Uh, uh, he got his job taken over by Joe Bowden the next year, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but was still played an integral part in this team. And then uh, following the sign, signing of Randall Godfrey, and you know how much we love Randall Godfrey. Randall Godfrey. Uh, and the drafting of Keith Bullock, they basically said, we have no, no room at the end for Baron Wortham. Hmm. so sorry about it baron but hey you your your name is still good in our books right remember the title so. it's you know you know what's crazy awesome what i can't believe you just went utep on me because i'm about to go utep on you stop yes dual uteps dual uteps okay full disclosure jack and i don't tell each other uh, uh who we're going with in our in our remember the titan like until live on the podcast. So you, this is a shock to me. You went UTEP to counter my UTEP. I had no idea that you, that, that you were going who you did, especially. Wow. Um, it's like, uh, uh, so, it's, it's like UTEP up instead of a dance battle. We're just going, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> UTEP up to the streets. UTEP up 3d. Sorry. Antoine. Valentino Blake. That's right. The Titans fans. Well, uh, you know, Titans fans worst nightmare. Uh, when you're looking at the secondary, you know, he's in a class of his own with Parrish Cox. Um, uh, you know, other terrible Jonathan Joseph. Oh, he, he, he's in that category. John Joe five, nine corner out of you've already, you already guessed it. UTEP. Uh, he, he spent one year with the Titans. It was 2016. The Titans went nine and seven that year. He started only one game. 42 tackles, had 35 solo, um, one TFL on the season, five passes defense. He played in all 16 games, mostly especially special teamer, but when asked to go out wide, he struggled mightily. Valentino Blake, so he's from Jacksonville, so that should have been the first red flag, right? It wasn't. Um, and interestingly enough, he signed with the Jaguars, which should have been the second red flag. Um, <laughs> after being released from the Jaguars, third red flag, if you get released from the Jaguars, Jesus Christ, how bad is it? Um, yeah, cut from the Jaguars? Jeez, that's like... Yeah, so, so we're at three red flags 
before he even finishes a season in the NFL. Imagine the Jaguar saying, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> then the Steelers came into the mix. They picked him up in 2013, and he spent three years there, picked off Andrew Luck, his first pick of his career. And the Titans saw that and were like, huh, we can't pick off Andrew Luck. That's, yeah. Why don't you come over here, play under Dick LeBeau's defense? Dick LeBeau, um, a lot of people forget, pretty decent coordinator. Uh, then after Blake, you know, he spent a season with the Titans. It wasn't going well. The Giants pick him up in 2017. Uh, on August 23rd, 2017, Antoine Valentino Blake, who, who was going by Valentino Blake at the time, you know, I think at one point he was Antoine Blake, changed it to Valentino Blake, um, maybe for good luck, maybe for so people wouldn't would forget his actual name and couldn't be able to find his address to send him hate mail I, I for think not being more, able to cover probably even the slowest, fattest tight ends. Yeah, it's more more of the yeah to trying to hide himself from you know the you know because look, Titans fans can be rabid. We know that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's probably just like yeah, they'll never attack me if my name's Valentino. Yeah, well, they probably did. Uh, Giants fans soon after because on August twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Antoine Valentino Blake left practice, just walked out in the middle of it. Wow. Wow. Not even Vince Young has pulled one of those. So, yeah, well, you're right. I guess you're right. Um, so that happened on August 23rd. He made it over a week after that. I can't believe that wasn't like the last straw that in there. He made it to September 2nd, and then he was released. And then three days later after that, retired from the NFL but Valentino look, Blake, those, those are some dark. Those are some what? Because what year was that? 2016. The Titans went nine and seven. It wasn't those, awful. Those are some dark. That was like the Titans coming out of those dark, dark mm-hmm. days. And so it was to that point where it's like, oh, he, what, what was that? I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, oh, he left practice. Okay. Uh, well, if he comes back, let's give him another let's chance. Give him a, let's give him a run. I, you know, we I, need we need all the help we can get right now. That was in New York when that happened. So yeah. So Valentino Blake, you know, he wasn't great. Um but he played for the Titans and that's what this segment's all about. Did you play for the Titans? Yeah. Uh so he met the qualifications. He's this week's remember the Titan and that's all I got on the second UTEP remember the Titan of the podcast. And, yeah, and he played for Dick LeBeau, you know, and I got to I got to uh throw throw Dick a bone. Mm-hmm. He had some rock hard defenses. <laughs> I mean, if you know, if you bring it up in that vein, uh, very, very, it's a, uh, mm-hmm. it certainly aroused the fan base. Oh, without question, it's a very exciting time uh, to be a Titans fan. But uh, some of these guys, like Valentino Blake, turned out to be a bit of a bust. They, uh, yeah, they, they definitely circumcised up their uh, team all right now that was just plain i'm sorry i'm done all right that's gonna do it for this week of the podcast hey can i say something real quick yes last week was my first episode back in the swing of things i gotta give a shout out to the tuppers i i did not expect the the reaction like like a lot of people tweeted a lot of people slid into my dms uh and or, or even just texted me a lot of kind things and a lot of really nice things. It is, it, that is awesome. And, and that is exactly what Jack and I are trying to build with this podcast to where 
we are a community. We are, uh, we are at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of doofus Titans fans. We don't take ourselves seriously. We hope you, you don't take us seriously. Um, but we, we like to have fun because at the end of the day, being a fan and being and covering a team, covering a, 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 an NFL franchise should be fun. Sports are supposed to be fun. And that's what we try and do. And you guys play such a huge role into that. The fact that you get us, you get the show, you get what we are trying to do and you have fun with us and you have that same sense of humor and just the, the kind things that you guys said, um, uh, to me, welcoming me back. It, it, it honestly, it, it meant a ton to me and I can't, I can't say it enough. Uh, I, I wish I could give each and every single one of you guys just a hug just, or one of those bro hugs, not like one of those, like, look, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna give you each a hug, but I'll give you like one of those bro hugs where it's like, we mm -hmm. do like the hand slap and then wrap around the other arm. Yeah. That's that's I wish I could do one of those to every single one of you guys. Cause I, I love you guys. And I appreciate all of the kind words. And I, just help us continue to grow the show. We appreciate it because it's, you know, the, the, the bigger the community, the bigger, the fan base, the stronger, the fan base, it, it, it only helps the Titans in the long run at the end of it. But I just wanted to take some time out to say thank you. Cause it really does mean a lot. And I'm so happy to be back. And a, a thank you to Zach and Austin for being commandeering Jack. Thank you to you as well for being commandeering for, you know, welcoming me back and kind of just getting back into the swing of things and really just getting back on the saddle. And it's been, it's been a fun last couple of weeks and I can't wait for the rest of the season. I can't wait for football season to start. Cause we're only going to have even more, the amount of fun we're having now breaking down the Titans damn schedule <laughs> in, in June, you can only imagine the kind of fun we're going to have once the season actually starts. So thank you guys so much. And uh, Jack, uh, uh, follow, follow at Titan up pod on Twitter, follow, at, follow Titan up podcast on Instagram, follow Jack, Jack, a Gentry on Twitter. You can follow myself at Austin Huff on Twitter. Jack, do you got anything for the road? Glad to have you back. Obviously that was a, that was a good message. You, you just said, um, thank you. I know that, I didn't, I, I didn't get enough time zone talk to keep you. Uh, well, I was about to say, so, so that no. being said, I'm traveling one time zone this next week. I'll be out of pocket. I'm going up to New York, going to watch some baseball games with some buddies from college. Um, we're going to go to Boston as well. So if, if any of you guys listening have lived in New York, gone to New York, been in Boston, lived in Boston, should have asked a little bowling about this. Um, have any fun bars, restaurant places? Let me know, T tweet them at me. Uh, I, I need to figure out stuff to do while we're up there. So um, do that. Glad to have you. And also, when, when you see the drop of the pod, whenever you hear the regular season predictions, go ahead and tweet us at, at Titan Up Pod. Tweet us what your record predictions. What yeah. do you think the Titans will? Where do you think yeah. the Titans will finish? We want to hear hit from us, you guys. Hit us with your predictions. Let us know where where you came out, and because I'm sure you were breaking them down game by game, just as we were. Let us know what you think, where we got it wrong, where we got it right. Let us know what your, your unbiased prediction. We don't want your biased opinion. Don't get, don't get homerish on us. Okay. Yeah, come on. Come on. We, Jack Fair and I and hate just. when people get very homerish with their predictions. We, we hate that. Don't be a homer to hit us your actual predictions. Um, but yeah, uh, Jack also don't forget to take a few pictures of, uh, the, your, your beers at, at the game. Cork beers. I'm doing it. I got you at corked beers. Yeah. The, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get a, a beer picture from every, uh, stadium in the country. Um, every baseball stadium in the country. So, uh, and we're, we're making good headway. You can knock out three for us. So, uh, all right. Well, Hey, um, 
try to think is if there uh, i guess uh i i'm pretty sure that does it for this week so with all that said tighten, tighten up, up. A long, long time ago When they played in the Houston Astrodome They've gone from being spoilers To starting six and oh Since they moved to Tennessee To call it home They had a Music City miracle To conquer Buffalo Then they came within a yard Of winning in the Super Bowl They've had the same head coach Leading all the way That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans.